what absolutely amazes me is that at this point where I would say I'm in transition, I'm on the precipice, which means I can tie together everything that I've been working on and I know what I want to present, but I don't immediately know how I want to present it and how I want it to work it all together. There's a way to do it, but it requires thought. It requires organization. I don't have a team. I don't want a team. I, I don't know if I would want a team. It'd be nice to have supporters, but I don't want anybody making these decisions but me. Um, but I deserve to do that my own way. However it is that I feel that I need to do it. Who, who out there is allowing somebody that they don't even know to insert themselves on their artistic process. I don't care what you think about what it is that I do. I did a 21 things today that will determine how I present my art, which I'm going to be able to hopefully, you know, I'm, I hope to make it something that I can um, build a part of my income off of. Are, you're not helping me. Why do you feel... Why do people feel that they have the right to to insert themselves on what is absolutely none of their business? I don't tell you how to write your songs. I don't tell you how to do whatever it is that you do. You know, you're so worried about how I'm going to make money and all this stuff. If they just stop the illegal taping and monitoring of everything that I do, guess what? They paid somebody to be the musical director for the new Han Solo movie. Somebody that obviously is watching me and what I'm doing. That's a job I could have done. They don't know what job I could possibly... Oh, where could she possibly... I don't know if she has any prospects. But yet, they hire people who are obviously following where I'm at. And I'm not saying that to be egomaniacal. I am saying that this doesn't even make sense. That they're so worried. They're so worried of nickel and diming my every thought. I am a freaking creator. In order to create, I have to think. Which means I have to roll things in and out of my brain. I have the right to do that. It is the weekend. It is the weekend. You spend your time the way that you want to spend your time. And I spend my weekend the way I want to spend my weekend. I have a sore throat. My head is hurting. I probably, this is the beginning of the flu. But I worked from the time that I got up. Videos that I would have had finished that were due to be shown to the public for the month of February. Not done because he interfered. And then every other time I wasn't in a place where I could download my work because his phone is dependent on downloads in order to, to, to process information. What I am dealing with as a woman and as a woman of color is people that have no respect for what I do. They have no respect because I am a video because I choose at this point, because of where I am just logistically and the resources that I have, it's a lot more convenient for me to use video as a medium. I have a way that I can 
I have tons of techniques that I want to do. When I have an apartment, that I have space, that I can have paint, that I can have pens, that I can have digital stuff that I can work with. I don't have that right now. So I'm using my phone. Yes, I'm using my phone. And I'm dealing with people that don't understand, well, why is she always on her phone? Oh, oh, is she addicted to her phone? No, I'm freaking working. Can you get it through your brain that video is the medium that I'm using? But they don't respect that because all he sees is, oh, well, she's not getting paycheck for this this thing that she's, she's doing these video projects. Yeah, but I'm not only am I developing my style and my voice or whatever, and I'm I'm sustaining my audience. I'm not just, oh, well, I have people interested and I'll just loaf off and do whatever. You know, no, I keep doing it so that whoever's interested in my work stays interested in my work. And I've got people that are actually in careers that are being paid watching my every move and then copying it and they're getting paychecks. There's a problem with this, that they have access to what I'm doing. I'm not the person that is doing wrong. It is them that is doing wrong. And I, really, who is supposed to be the victim in this situation, I'm the one being demonized by people because I'm standing up for myself. Oh, how does she saying that she's this? She's saying that she's that. I'm saying that they're freaking ripping me off and they're making a ton of money. They're going to save that movie because I listened to that song, I don't know how many weeks ago, and I listened to it in such a way. And they're learning they're learning how, they, they think they're learning. I haven't even begun to t- teach them anything. And I'm not trying to be an egomaniac. Ma- I'm standing up for myself that my techniques and what I'm doing, you need to be paying for access to this. How would it be if I were, were to be like, oh, I want to learn from Steven Spielberg and I just put, put a bug in his toilet So I'm watching every little thing that he does. No, you got to pay for access. That is a privilege to have access to people that that, whose work that you want to see how it works or you admire them or whatever it is. What is happening here is disrespect. It is disrespect. It is disruptive to my creative process and I don't appreciate it. And if you can't appreciate that, you are the egomaniac. You're an egomaniac because you're inserting yourself. Not only are you eavesdropping, but you're inserting yourself. You are interfering with my process. And every single artist has the right to develop and do whatever it is that they're doing on their own. No, I don't sit here and put in all this work and all this time and you sit there, oh, she's doing nothing. Oh, she's not making money. Then you copy it and you get paid $200,000 because you just saw it on, saw what I was doing. I'm not cool with that. That is just as bad. I see a lot of people in entertainment and they they get an, an outrageous indignance about comedians that rip off other comedians what they're doing to me in film and what I'm doing is just as bad so if you're going to stand up for comedians being ripped off then you should also be standing up for me and it doesn't matter if I'm famous it doesn't matter if I have a resume a mile long I got people that have access and they're profiting just like he profited as a songwriter and now he's mad that I don't 
want to get out there and, and put every single thought that I have out so that he can copy it and then just be like, oh, oh, no, I'm not interested. And play like there's a, a like like it's about a relationship, you know, when it's really about him getting, you know, making his money. I don't know that it's that way or if it's not. But if I don't advocate for myself, no one's going to. It's not pride. It's not ego. I am all I have to advocate for this work that I'm doing that is being seen by a lot of people who are making money and saving their game. And yet they want to talk trash about me and they don't want to add or, or um, reinvest in me as an artist. All they want to do is take, 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 take. And it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy as a society where we're, where we're going forward and we're having this unprecedented uh, uh, entry into hive mind. We're entering a dangerous area because we're, we're not going to see the type of artistry because it's not going to get to develop. Why? Because we got people breathing down your neck. It is the weekend. I am going to decide how I'm going to share. I don't know how I'm going to share. You know, do I want to show prints? Do I want to show design? I don't know yet. I can't figure it out in, in 10 minutes. I don't have anybody to talk to about this stuff professionally. I have to go online and look at what is and analyze what most people who hire a company to do these type of analytics to consult them. I have the brain to do that on my own. But guess what? I need the time to do it. But I can't do it with him harassing me every second of every day. Because I'm not on his schedule and I'm not helping him break new areas in music writing. You want that? Get off your butt and call me. And talk and talk to me as a professional and say, I'm interested in the ideas that you have for production or in music or in lyricism or in whatever it is. You can give me the respect as a colleague to contact me and treat me with that respect of someone that you want to peep through my mind. None of this, you just sit there at like some kind of weird stalker and you just observe everything that you want and then you make your commentary as if I need to be, respond to it or as if I need to take that in with some kind of reverence. You got a lot of nerve. You got a lot of nerve. If I did that to, I would never do that. If I'm in my house, and I see something, I can have an opinion. I didn't put it on my radio show. I can say whatever the hell I want in my house at home. I have the right. We still have rights in this country. You have a right to say whatever it is that you want to say about me to my face, behind my back, online, wherever the hell it is that you do it. You have the right to do that. And I can think whatever it is that I want and, and, and you can reap the consequences of that. But how dare you? How dare all of you out there who think that I don't have the right to stand up 
against this man who ha- does have a history of stealing my work, is an ex, and yes, we're trying to work on our friendship, but that doesn't mean that he gets a free pass. He doesn't get a free pass. And whatever I need to do to shut him down, to get him off my case, if I want him out of my face, that is my business. It is not your business. It is disrespectful. It is illegal. And I'm tired of it. I just want the same rights and respect that everyone else has. I am not a science project. I am I am an artist. I don't take myself too seriously. I laugh at myself every day all day I laugh at myself. But when you I'm trying to figure this out, I don't know exactly how to do it yet. I'm tr- I'm looking whatever it is that I need to do so that I can accomplish my goals and figure out how I want to present my work. That is my business. Some people take days. Some people take months. Some people take years. I'm not that slow. But I got everybody and their brother that wants to be in my face giving me an opinion. I don't have to care about your opinion until you're paying my bills, until you are sending me money on PayPal, until you are a patron, until you're following. You don't get a say. And look how selfish you are. You don't even care how I feel. Literally how I'm feeling in this moment. It doesn't even matter to him. It's only what is profitable to him. And and this is what slows down progress on any type of friendship. This is this is what slows it down is you are being egocentric. And you are not having any sensitivity to my process, to my artistry, and to my health. Get a grip. All right. So I apologize that I am a little nasal tonight. Uh, This is about the school shooting. Apparently... CNN had a town hall which was supposed to enable the students that were survivors of the shooting to have a chance to air their opinions on what happened and to ask questions, particularly of a woman from the NRA, I believe, and a police official. And apparently one of the students, a Parkland student, uh, says that Instead of being allowed to read his question, he and the other students were given questions by CNN that they wanted them to ask to push their own narrative, which means there's no transparency. And this is fake journalism. It's not real. And if you're anyone of any party, you know, social justice warrior, liberal, whatever it is that you are, you've got to believe in free speech. I mean, I I can't imagine that you would be for actually taking away people's rights to say what they want, even if it's 
disagrees with what you believe. We are being deceived in this country in the sense that um, we literally have government agencies that have MK Ultra victims that they are sending out to do these shootings. And these shootings are, in general, they are drills. Sometimes people are hurt and sometimes they're not as was the case in Sandy Hook, where all those kids are alive and it was a drill and the whole town was paid off not to say anything, which is why we never got any video footage, you know, back in there again, because they're all alive and it was all fake and it was done to A, scare people, get us to give up our guns and to see how the American people would react to an event like this. So already... They are starting the fear and intimidation tactics so that they can take away your rights from the Constitution to bear arms. And why do they want to take that right away? Why? Because our country and all countries all around the world are at risk from the new world order that is coming. They want to take over all nations to be one united world government under the UN and everybody needs to wake up to it that this the shootings aren't random every time something major happens like uh, it was proven that Trump did not collude with Russia and in fact it was Hillary that colluded with Russia and when that became apparent they did a shooting so that they could divert attention away from the fact that the media has been lying the whole time Whether you're a Trump fan or not, it doesn't matter. The truth is the truth, even if you hate him. It's no excuse to to pull a shooting every single time something happens. And also, what we've got going on is that Americans are waking up to the fact that the mass media, that they're basically lying, they're not being journalists, they're not asking the responsible questions, they're having a farce of a town hall since when Do you have kids on there or anyone questioning somebody and they're allowed to just scream at the people that are that they're supposed to be asking questions of? And when they try to give answers, when the uh, people being interviewed try to give answers, they're being shouted down and there's like no moderation and everyone thinks that that's okay. It's not okay. I don't care how angry you are. It's not okay. Um, so don't take my word for it. This kid was interviewed, uh, Tucker interviewed him, uh, at this anti-gun rally. Don't be fooled, people. I don't care what side you're on. If the United States is under threat, you want, and, and from your own government, You want to have the right to bear arms. And that's the whole reason why the forefathers put that in there. Is so that we would be able to defend ourselves against foreign or domestic powers. And what the problem is, is that you don't see the threat that's coming from our own government. And it's there. And that case needs to be made. But it's hard to make cases for this stuff and get the news out there 
when mass media is not reporting it. That's why you're not hearing it. So if you're sitting there saying, well, I didn't hear about this, so it can't be true. No, you're not hearing about it because those that are on the side of a globalist one world government own all the networks and they're not going to tell you it. And the people that are trying to tell you, your independent uh, researchers and citizens, fellow citizens, try to tell you, you either don't know about their channels or YouTube is strongly censoring people now. The, the first thing that they did was demonetize many, many channels that were telling the truth. And the only truth are channels out there now, many of them are controlled opposition and their personalities and their agents and their shills. And unless you are an experienced person, you know, with seeing through lies or you've been there from the beginning, it may not be easy for the average person to see through the fact that they're very concerned about the narratives being chosen by independent researchers that are actually talking about stuff that is relevant and out of the box. They want to control what gets your attention and what you're focused on. And that is why they now want to homogenize, excuse me, and put all the truth and channels together. It's not about solidarity. It's not about unity. It's about controlling the narrative. So if you're watching a truther channel and they're all on each other's show, you better wake up to that fact too. Because why would you watch two or three different channels that are all saying the same thing and all choose the same topics at the same time? You're getting the same techniques that the mass media is doing to keep you from the relevant truth. The truth is being suppressed in this country. I don't care what side you're on. If you care about this country, you better wake up. Because we definitely have forces that want to take over the country. And they will blame everything on Trump. It's not about Trump. It really is not about Trump. Why do you think, just try to think out of the box... Why every time you turn on the television, it's Trump, 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 hate Trump, hate Trump, hate Trump. How could anyone possibly make anything better if you don't actually talk about the issues and all you do is talk, focus on one person? Many people hated on Bush. They hated on Obama. But we talked about the issues. You got past that at some point and it was time to talk about the issues. Why? Because they're using it. They're using it so that we don't wake up and see what's really going on in this country. That the country, the food supply is under attack. They are putting small mom and pop stores out of business. Places where you would get local farms or you get dairy, where you get vegetables or whatever. They're cutting that out. So the only place you're going to get it is Walmart and the big chains. And you'll be dependent on them. And when they do what they're going to do with crashing the economy and everything else that they're going to do, they can raise that price and that's it. That's all you've got. You've got neighborhoods. All they've got is a bodega on the corner. They don't even have access to fresh food and vegetables. We're all 
being fried every day with these Wi-Fi waves and it's going to get worse with 5G. And you can't say anything bad because people can't, oh my God, I can't take all this negativity. Well, you better wake up because they're actually able to influence you through the televisions and through our computers, through all of our devices. We're being listened to. We're being monitored. We're being controlled. We're, we're under strong suggestion. And that is via all of our social networks and especially Facebook. Um, what did I, I leave out? The chemtrails. How many people do you know in your family or even outside of your family that have died in the past month from cancer? This We are looking at literally nutricide and genocide. People, you better wake up. I don't know what else to tell you. Here it is straight from this kid's mouth that they gave him scripted language. Wake up, guys. Everything that they've ever told us about everything is a lie. Please wake up. Here's the interview. The televised town hall meeting on gun control last night. It seemed like one of those cultural moments worth being aware of. And so for educational purposes, we want to show you a clip, a short clip of what happened. Here it is. Wait a second. There's just one line that he said that was so funny. I got to go back. To like it. most people, you probably haven't been watching a lot of CNN lately, but you may have heard they staged a televised town hall meeting on gun control last night. It seemed like one of those cultural moments worth being aware of. And so for educational purposes, we want to show you a clip, a short clip of what happened. Here it is. Change time and change circumstances. I would have done everything in my power to prevent that. You just told this group of people that you are standing up for them. You're not standing up for them. Who, who is, what side are the police on that they're not even enforcing? They're here to uphold the laws of the Constitution. He wasn't there to do CNN talking points. And he should be ashamed. They should be ashamed of themselves. That the police department down there in Florida haven't even been holding uh, people accountable. They got something shady going on. Everybody needs to look into it where if the kids do something bad, they don't report it. And the, the officers that they had on the scene did absolutely nothing. And no one's asking any questions about that. But everyone's so angry. People better wake up. transparently clear position against gun rights. Dana Lash was there last night. She was the one you just saw being called a murderer on stage. She spoke about her experience earlier today. Many in legacy media love mass shootings. You guys love it. Now, I'm not saying that you love the tragedy, but I am saying that you love the ratings. Crying white mothers are ratings gold to you and many in the legacy media in the back. And notice I said crying white mothers because there are thousands of grieving black mothers in Chicago every weekend. And you don't see town halls for them, do you? Well, she's certainly right about the deep corruption of the news media. How corrupt? Well, Colton Hobb, a JROTC cadet who helped lead students to safety during the shootings in Florida last week, went to the CNN event last night or wanted to. 
He says CNN producers rewrote the question he wanted to ask. CNN denies scripting anything. In other words, they're claiming that Colton Hobb is a liar. Colton Hobb joins us tonight. Colton, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. And before we get into anything, I just want to um, make sure that everybody hasn't forgotten why we are actually here tonight. I mean, we lost 17 lives last week, and yes. I actually physically put two to rest. And to me, that was the hardest thing in the world to endure. I mean, nobody should have to go through this. So as long as we're taking the right steps to move forward from this and make sure that this doesn't happen again, I'm all for that. Well, we certainly haven't forgotten. Thank you for reminding us yet again. And we think that the only way to make the country better and maybe put a dent in this scourge is to have a rational, thoughtful conversation about what to do next. And with that in mind, Absolutely. you were planning to go to this event last night. And tell me if I'm mischaracterizing any of this. And you sent in, a, no, at, the your... at the request of a CNN producer, you sent in uh, a number of questions, statements that you wanted to make, questions that you wanted to ask of the politicians on the stage. And they rewrote one of your questions? Is that right? Yes, sir. So what had, um, what had happened was, is four days ago, I um, had gotten contacted by a lady named Carrie Stevenson from CNN. She um, had asked me originally to just write a speech. It was going to be at the town hall at the BB&T Center. So I agreed. Um, I felt like it would be the right thing to do, um, be able to go speak my part, as well as um, open eyes to a few things that I thought that could make this situation a little better. Um, from there, three days ago, so the next day after that, we had gotten, um, I got an email back from her, and she asked for more of questions rather than a speech, which I was totally fine with, so I wrote a little less of a speech and more of questions that I wanted to ask at the town hall. Um, the day after that, it was more of just questions. She asked for just questions that I would like to ask. So I um, gave her my questions, and then yesterday at about 5.15, I made contact with her, and she had asked um, if I had just asked her one question. So what they had actually done was wrote out a question for me, because in my interview with CNN, I had talked about arming the teachers if they were willing to arm themselves in the school to carry on campus. And they had, um, she had taken that of what I had briefed on and actually uh, wrote that question out for me. So I have that question here if you'd like me to ask it for you. Well, but I just want to make sure I have this straight. So you sent them a long, in effect, essay on what you thought, but they did, they put yes, their sir. own words in the question? and They weren't the same as the words you had sent in? They were the producer's words? Absolutely. They had taken what I had wrote and what I had briefed on and talked about, and they actually wrote the question for me. But, but not with your words. I mean, they put their own words into your question, even after, after they'd asked you to send questions Absolutely. in. But that seems dishonest. On it, it definitely did, and that's kind of why I didn't go last night. Originally, I had thought that it was going to be um, more of my own question and my own say, and then it turned out to be more of just a script. And she had actually said that over the phone that I needed to stick to the script. That's that's remarkable. What did you watch last night? I watched a little bit of it. Um, I kind of felt like I didn't really need to because I knew that as soon as that uh, what had happened with me, that it was going to be more scripted and wasn't actually going to be um, actual actual questions. Then I didn't feel the need to fully watch it. So if CNN was willing to reword your question, put their own words in your mouth, and as you said, you didn't want to go along with that. Do you think they did that to other people last night? I mean, absolutely. From what I did see, I had seen a couple people that had asked questions before I did leave my house. And um, it was a little piece of paper cut out. 
And I know for a fact that nobody cut their own paper out and wrote their own question, especially when they were all based off the same topic. So to me, it from right there, it showed that this isn't correct. Why are they all have the same size piece of paper with a short little question on it? So to I me, guess what's what surprising is you're a, I mean, you're not just some person off the street. You're a survivor of this shooting. And the point was to listen to you, to the survivors of the shooting. Were you surprised by the way they Absolutely. behaved? I mean, it, honestly, it was very shocking to me because we just went through such a horrific tragedy for them to um, take that and now make uh, such a big news brass, uh, cast over what they want to hear. It was yeah. very upsetting to me. It's shocking to us, too, trust me, in the, in the actual journalism business. Colton, thank you. Thank you for telling us that. It's this is the second amendment. I thought that that was uh, really an important, an important uh, discussion that went on. And something else that I wanted to bring up was the fact that they're actually using kids and pretending like they're giving them a forum, but they're not giving them a forum. If they're telling them what to say, then they're not giving them a forum to speak their own thoughts. And what they're doing, in a way is a form of bullying. And how do I come to that? It's because they're rewarding a certain line of, of thinking if it's in line with their narrative. And then if it's not, then the kids are not being, that they're being censored. And also, kids that are saying what they want them to say, which is anti-gun rhetoric, are getting all this attention and all this praise. So they're basically parroting. And what's being lost here is the opportunity to have a debate of ideas of what is the best thing to do and what is really going on. And that's really dangerous in this country. Really, really very dangerous if we get to the point where we can't even... uh it's the thought police, literally 1984. So here we've got one of the parents uh, interviewed. Here we go. Join us now from Parkland, Florida, after attending, attending yesterday's listening session with the president at the White House. Uh, it's very good to see both of you. Uh, thank you for joining us. I know how difficult this situation has been, although we can't really understand it and what you've all uh, gone through. Uh, you were amazingly poised yesterday, Ariana, at that uh, White House event. I watched every minute of it, and uh, I know the country and just is rallying to all of you. And uh, your, your reaction to this news that we just learned a few hours ago about how the security detail who did have a weapon didn't enter the building. Your reaction to that? Well, you know, as, as a father, Laura, and thank you for having us, it's just maddening to hear that news. You know, when you when you put your faith in the law enforcement to act to protect your children, and then they fail to act, it's just inexcusable. Uh, and, you know, it highlights the other failures that led to this tragedy, that, that contributed to this tragedy, which was the breakdown at the FBI and failing to act on the tips that they had, the prior failures of the BSO. So I think that people need to be held accountable this deputy has apparently been held accountable, but I think we need to continue to, to look at who's responsible for their failures to act in these circumstances. Ariana, also in the uh, investigation, they found out that the security 
camera footage that I guess the officials on the scene at the time were reviewing was delayed. So they weren't getting real-time information about what was happening inside the building. There was a several-minute delay, so they were reacting to things that had already happened, which kind of defeats the purpose, don't you think? Ariana, your reaction? Yes. Yes, well, I think it's disgusting that a police officer on campus, he knew his job, and for him not to enter the building where harmless, like, innocent children were being shot is just disgusting. And I think that in regards to the technology department and the fact <coughs> that the security footage was 20 minutes delayed, it should never have happened, and that's one of the simple issues that everyone can agree on that needs to be fixed. We need to be proactive instead of reactive, and we can't have <coughs> these security footage. I'm having a little bit of a technical difficulty with my throat. I'm feeling a little under the weather. But I think I got the point across, uh, and I hope that people on all sides can wake up and understand that these events aren't just arbitrarily happening. They're happening to feed the news cycle. People, that means that people are being murdered. <laughs> Excuse me. To uh, activate the news cycle and also to control the narrative because they don't want Americans focused on what's going on in this country. And it's not all, it's not all Donald Trump's fault. And I don't think any of it is. I think we all need to get involved on all the issues and really get to the bottom of what's happening. There's so much that we're not being told. That's all I can say.